Welcome to the Orange Crest Community Church Podcast. Our hope is that this weekly podcast provides both encouragement and challenge as you move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Good morning. If OCC is a new experience for you, we really would love to meet you. If you'd stop by our guest uh, or welcome table, we'd love to give you that coffee mug. Uh, for the rest of, of you all that are more regular around here, I want to give you an update again on how things are coming along with our uh, f- December 15th down payment goal. We've been trying to uh, raise money to secure this piece of property right here. And about after about two years of saving, we had saved up to $348,500 in a fund called our PrEP fund. This was from summer 2017 through September 18th. And then at that point, we set out to to, uh, to give another 400000 as a congregation towards the future, uh, hopefully the future permanent home of, of Orange Crest Community Church. And so we set out for an extra $400,000, which is a huge goal uh, to accomplish in uh, less than 90 days. And so, drum roll, here's where we're at as of this morning. Actually, as of last night, here's where we are. We're at 290000 Isn't that amazing? In 80 days. It just seemed like, it, it seemed near impossible uh, as we were getting rolling in this thing, but God just continues to stir people's hearts to give and be generous, and we, it's, we've compared this to like a pole vault, uh, trying to get over this amount. It's like pole vaulting, and so uh, I want you to look at this video, see the determination of this guy to use everything he can to pole vault, to get over this pole. Okay, we're going to pause there because we don't know if he if he hits it or if he makes it or what. And this is how it feels right now for us. Like we're stretching with everything we've got, and it's exciting. Even from Thursday when we printed those programs that you have, we had two hundred and seventy thousand ish. But as of last night, we were at two hundred ninety thousand eight hundred seventy five. Here's what we need: still uh, hundred and nine thousand by next uh, by the fifteenth. This basically will be a point where we're going to make some decisions after the fifteenth. Uh, it'll be four days before our go, no go decision, because on December the 19th, we have to decide whether or not we want to move into the final month of escrow, uh, to fund that loan or to fund the down payment, excuse me. And that decision point is if we, if we move into the final month of escrow, um, we're, we're, then we'd be putting money up at risk that we would forfeit to the seller if we can't come up with the remaining amount. And so, um, this is going to be a really important uh, week and a half as we're walking through this process. It's been very exciting. Thank you so much for praying, uh, staying united, and for being generous in this season. And let's let's commit this to the Lord again in prayer. Now, Father, again, we just we ask you, Father, to um, provide for this uh, season of opportunity that we're in. Lord, as we had set aside money a couple for a couple of years. We were really trusting that you would provide an opportunity in the future. And now, God, this piece of land in, in such a visible, very busy part of our town would provide uh, for us to be even more in a strategic location, God. And so we pray, God, that if this is your will, Lord, for us, that you would provide a way for this to be done, Lord, that the resources that are needed, that $109,000 would come in, Lord, in in, uh, in the week ahead, Lord, and we Even this morning, God, we pray that resources would come in, God, and that we would get over this amount. Uh, and that we, Father, we will just uh, praise you, give you the glory, 
and the credit for what is accomplished, Lord. Thank you so much for how you're working in our hearts through this season. In Jesus' name, amen. That is very exciting. Well, last week we, I am echoing up here quite a bit. It might just be me. I don't know if you all can hear that. But last week we launched into this series of of messages on rethinking Christmas. And we looked at the lives of, of some people who worship who worshiped fully as we studied their lives in the story of the of Jesus's birth. They worshiped the Savior King, which this is what we're doing at Christmas time, Christ Christ Mass, the celebration of the Christ King, the birth of our Savior. And it's easy though to lose track of 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 what we're doing in this season because we get busy. We we can miss the meaning of Christmas, we can we can miss the time to worship Christ at Christmas. Uh, because of the the pace that we run, uh, the rushing around, especially the commercialization of Christmas itself. Uh, so at Christmas, here's our default for this season. We tend to think less and spend more, right? We tend to think less and just start spending. Research actually shows that 80% of our spending at Christmas time is emotional, Emotional spending. And at Christmas, we're more and more just led by our emotions, and we allow the current of the culture and expectations to just sort of carry us, and so we just start spending without thinking about it. It can be really dangerous for us to walk into stores at these times if we're not, if we're not prepared for it. Well, let's say you're going to Target, and you are there for just some milk and cheese and bread, and, but then you see the Black Friday deals while you're there. And now that they have groceries at Target, it's dangerous, I think. Because you see the Black Friday deals, you weren't there for those, but the light comes on and you're like the bug by the bug zapper. And you're just like, oh, what is that? Oh, I didn't need that, but look at the deal. How can I resist that deal? And uh, you head home with another pancake griddle or a hoverboard or a smart TV or a smarter TV. I, we already have a smart TV. No, this is a smarter TV. And it's a little larger. And so, you know, many times we don't intend to spend more, but we just don't think about it. We think less at this time, and we spend more than we probably would have if we had spent some time thinking. We often just go out shopping. Now, yesterday I was I was uh, a part of a yard sale. I heard about a yard sale. as a group of uh, guys that were organizing a yard sale. It was actually one in particular and then a group of friends and then it started spreading, I think, through the congregation. And there was a, this group was just trying to raise additional money for our property fund. And you know, right now, cash helps the most. Cash helps the most. It's been helping the, the, the fund grow. Uh, but, but also efforts like yard sales or people selling things on offer up, you know, things that can generate cash helps for sure as well, because cash does help. And so I heard about this, and somebody said, hey, can we borrow your truck to haul some stuff to pick up things? And so I, I loaned my truck out yesterday, and 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 then there was a need for some tables. And um, this guy came over to pick up my truck last or on, on Friday night, and I said, so tell me about what you're doing. And he said, yeah, I've got like – I told a few people, and I started spreading, and now there's like 20 different families or individuals that are giving things for this – Yard sale, and I was like, "That's really cool." So I looked at, I looked at the weather for Saturday, and the weather just showed rain <laughs> all Saturday morning, except for one hour. And so, as a family and this guy, we said, "Let's just pray that God clears the clouds and that we get." And it was just really cool 
Saturday morning, I woke up at 6 in the morning, and I looked at the weather, and I didn't hear the rain, and I could see there was, like, no rain until noon. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. And I, I was just like, and I said out loud, it was like a little after 6, like, God is so good. And I texted this guy a picture of the forecast, and I said, God is good. And he replied with something, and I'm like, that is so cool, and I'm talking. And my wife was like, why are you talking? Because it's 6 in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, because it's so cool. And she's like, I'm sleeping. <laughs> but anyway, I throw these. Uh, t- he said, can you bring some more tables? So I threw those in the truck, and I headed down to the, to the yard sale. And uh, it was hilarious. Eight guys running a yard sale. This was during the women's ornament exchange, and so <laughs> all the ladies that probably know how to yard sale left, and they had this, guys don't have innate pricing ability, I don't think. And so in my mind, everything is worth what, guys? Two dollars, that's right, yeah, two dollars, everything's, so that was my go-to, two dollars, two dollars, two dollars. But the gals, they were like, oh, four dollars, seven dollars, fifty cents, I'm like, how do they know these things about is there like a universal rule on pricing? Apparently there is. So we tried to pay attention. The ladies left. The Lord cleared the clouds and we sold $1,500 worth of stuff. It was so cool. And uh, it was just neat seeing a bunch of guys, you know, trying to do this thing. And uh, yard sailing is fun, but you get to sort of be in sales for the day. You're in sales. I mean, you're, you're really trying to figure out how do we... No, what was it? We had like a little saying, you know, uh, no one leaves with, I don't remember. It was. It's like, you, you show up here, you're buying something. That was the idea. How do we get this? If they touch something, you know, if they look at something, you know, make a deal with them. And so we're selling different things. There's headphones, like really cool headphones with like cushion and wood and a lot of apparatus up here. And like you're DJing in, in some place and. I know you don't need the headphones, but you want them. Try them on, you know, and you're working your sales techniques. Many times when we're out shopping ourselves, this is how it is. We don't, we don't really stop and think, and so we don't plan it out. So when we approach Christmas shopping, it's easy to not plan and just start giving gifts to others, and we start spending emotionally trying to keep up with others, especially like trying to keep up with what we have been given. So during this time, here's some specifics. We tend to think less and spend more, and often it's out of wrong motives. This is not on your listening guide, so you can just uh, note this for yourself. Sometimes we get into spending for the wrong reason. We feel like a lot of pressure at this season. We feel a lot of obligation. I know I do. Proverbs 16, verse 2 says, All a man's ways seem innocent to him, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Sometimes a motive is revealed that's lurking behind our actions. Most of us want to shop and give with the right motive, but sometimes we get rushing and we get in a hurry and we just want to check things off the list. Or there's this mounting pressure and obligation that can really keep us distracted from detecting a wrong motive. Sometimes we give to, to do this. Sometimes we give to impress or compare. Here's what the scripture says about these some of these motives. Fear of man will prove to be a snare. You know, people pleasing sometimes. We get into people pleasing. Or we're afraid of, you know, the comparison factor. It can be a trap though. When we're spending to impress, it can lead to resentment because oftentimes we're, we go into debt over Christmas uh, shopping. 
Now, if I'm trying to give gifts to impress, to just keep up with my friends, keep up with my neighbors, uh, I'll probably take on debt to do that. If I'm, if I'm trying to give into fear of what they think, and that's a trap. You don't want to step in that trap. Comparison can just get the best of us. Sometimes you don't even realize you're sizing up the gifts that you have been given, and you're thinking, oh, I can't, I can't show up with this gift because they gave me that gift, and I, and so we start giving for comparison, the wrong motive. But around this time, we also tend to, to think less and spend more on what is temporal, things that are going to break. We spend a lot of money on things that won't last very long. Either they'll be consumed, which is okay, or they'll just not last, they'll break. But often it's in our frantic spending that we don't realize that. Now look at, look at this, Proverbs 15, verses 16 and 17. Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Better a meal of vegetables where there is love than a fattened calf with hatred. Or here's another one, Proverbs 17, 1, very similar. Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. <laughs> Helpful when we go into the holidays to keep this in mind, right? <laughs> Better to have peace and quiet than a house full of feasting where there's just tension and strife and conflict. I mean, you don't have to raise your hand, but some of, some of us in this room, this is... This is a tense season of celebrations. <laughs> and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of unresolved issues that come up at this time. So peace and love and relationships trumps wealth and temporal items and parties and food. Is saying, man, peace and love. Just ask Hollywood and professional athletes if money and success really satisfies. I mean... They're still looking for it. It's not enough. Now think about what would happen if in our relationships, if we invested in enhancing the relationships. What if we just invested in building harmony in our homes or amongst our family? What if we took the same amount of time we we take to hunt for the perfect gift that we labor so hard to find that perfect gift? What if we worked that hard and applied that to just building the relationships themselves? This can get awfully confusing. The season is, for kids, they see all the chaos, all the conflict, and it's, this season is often just marked with stress and expectation. Black Friday fights, people duking it out over another TV, another deal. <laughs> it's confusing to kids. And this, this verse, better to try crust with peace and quiet. I mean, I think the kids would agree. Than just the strife that can sometimes accompany the season. So maybe what we're saying is maybe it's time to rethink that. Rethink what we tend to do. Now, here's the rethink statement. Rethinking Christmas leads us to spend less and think more. When we really think about this, we end up spending less. We're more strategic in what we spend money on. We're more focused on what we spend money on. And it's part of a plan. Maybe there's actually still time for you to work out a plan this year. And even calendar next year what, what needs to be done so next year can even look different. So get intentional in some specific ways. First off, start here. About what would really please God. If you'll make this a priority over trying to please man and please everyone else, this is huge. Look at, look at the end of what well, says Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. We read this earlier. Fear of man will prove to be a snare. And then it goes, but whoever trusts in the Lord 
is kept safe. There's safety when we set our heart to please the Lord. There's traps and snares and pain when we set out to fear people. We give in to that. Whenever wrong thoughts or motives start creeping in, you and I, we can turn those thoughts over to God in prayer and ask him to help us in the moment. Now, just to clarify, what we're not saying is, we're not saying, hey, be stingy. So spend less doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean be stingy, be cheap. It doesn't mean be a Scrooge at this time. I'm not participating this year in Christmas. I refuse to spend so much. We're not saying that. Instead, we're saying bring this to God who, who can give you the, the, the joy as you give gifts and as you, as you really aim to be a help, be a blessing. Even just spending some time with God, asking him to, to help you figure out the Christmas budget, that's, that's valuable. God, what would please you as I, as I carve out some money in these months? What would really please you? Talk, talk about that. Pray through that. Help Ask God to help you focus this season. Here's another piece on rethinking Christmas. Spend less, think more of how to truly bless others. What an opportunity we have right now to take the time to think through the people around you. Maybe, maybe what would be helpful is just listing people's names and writing out their, like a couple words about their story. Here's what's going on with them right now. Here's, here's the highlight in their life right now. Here's the joy they're experiencing. Here's the sadness that they're in. Here's what the holidays brings up for them. Here's what just happened. Here's what I've heard. Or here's what I know of them. Here's what they love. I mean, just it's hard for us to, to think more about the individuals. It's much easier for me to just just to sort of have my list of names, and that's all I keep. <laughs> just the names, and then I look at the I look I start walking around, and I start hunting, and I'm hunting I'm hunting for deals, I'm hunting for gifts, I'm trying to line things up. Oh, this but but without much of a plan, I end up oftentimes pretty disappointed with that experience. But if we'll list some things out, that should spark some ideas as we're giving gifts. And it can lead to less emotional, less impulsive spending. Now, gift giving during Christmas dates all the way back to the gifts that were given from the Magi, the wise men. All sorts of legends have formed about the, the we know them as the wise men, but they were these, these Magi, these astronomers, astrologers even, who studied the stars. They would interpret things about the stars. They would scan the heavens. And, and these, these men saw a star. Uh, they were in the east, and so they start journeying to the star to worship the newborn king. We talked about them uh, last, last week. We don't know their names. We don't know their number. We sing songs about their number, but we don't know their number. You know, we, we three kings of Orient are. We don't know if there's three. Um, there, there's three types of gifts. And so here's the passage. All that we know about these people is found in Matthew 2, 1 through 12. And so these people are journeying from the east, and it says, when they arrived at the house, they, they see the child, the Savior King, with his mother Mary, and they bow down, and they worship him, and they start presenting these valuable, costly gifts, gold, incense, myrrh. What's really most notable about these gifts was that these were extremely valuable gifts. These were not ordinary baby gifts. They didn't show up with rattles and binkies and sippy cups and blankies and stuffed animals. 
No, they brought valuable gifts that you would give to honor royalty. And so they arrive and they, they bow before royalty. This is the Savior. They bring gold, an appropriate gift for a king. They bring frankincense, which is the costly, beautiful smelling incense given for special occasions. Myrrh is, is perfume, very, very valuable gifts. Now what's interesting to note is that in the next set of verses, we actually learn that Jesus, his father Joseph, was warned in a dream that the king in that area was trying to hunt down his child. And so Joseph, father, his, he, he, once he heard about or once he understood that Jesus' life was being threatened, uh, he's directed to take his family to Egypt. Now that's a costly journey. Where are you, you going to get there? What do you, how do you travel? How do you, uh, what about the lodging, the food in order to do this? Well, these gifts provided from the Magi would have provided for the, you know, the resources for the needs that would come up on that journey uh, to Egypt. These were thoughtful gifts uh, given to really bless Jesus' family. This was a blessing. This speaks to the power of gift giving. Your gifts can, can bless people this season. They can be so thoughtful, so helpful. They can, they can go on beyond the week of Christmas. They can be a real, real benefit to people. And they communicate things like honor and appreciation and love. But it takes us thinking more. When we think less, we end up spending more and, there's, and it's a blip. And the gift is forgotten quickly, isn't it? But when we think about it more, we may still spend a lot, but we've spent less emotionally. We've spent less frantically. We've spent less on just trying to get the job done of Christmas shopping. Now, for most of us, we probably don't have the treasures that, and the resources that these, these magi had or had. But, but what can we do that's still thoughtful? I mean, practical suggestions, handmade things, handmade gifts. People, some of you are, you've got hobbies that are amazing. You have things that you know how to do, skills you've developed, and you bless others with your, with your hobby. Uh, this season, that may be the most thoughtful thing you could do is put your time and energy and skill into, into that gift for someone. Or, or, or a handwritten card, handwritten note, taking the time to really express, whether it goes with a gift or doesn't, express your, your appreciation, ex- express um, encouragement to people, taking the time to think through. Uh, sometimes that, that really does uh, mean so much more for some people than, than even a gift, just the thought that goes into uh, that. For some, maybe a, a real thoughtful way to bless someone is babysitting and a date night. You know, I, I heard that somewhere over there. <laughs> you know, if you're parenting young kids and, and, and is this, you're just exhausted, then uh, babysitting on a date night, you know, there's a bunch of young families. I remember when I had young kids and how you're just like, oh. and, and that kind of a thoughtful uh, gift was, it was huge. Or an outing, spending time with someone and and a gift that takes someone out to do something. Uh, we got to go to a Christmas concert downtown Riverside last night, and people behind us, it was a, uh, I mean, it was a great concert. It was a worshipful concert, but it was nostalgic because of the Christmas music and everything. It was just done very well. 
And after the concert was over, the people behind us, there was just, I was sort of eavesdropping because this person was like, thank you so much. She was just thanking, I think maybe her parents or her grandparents. This was an adult who was just thanking probably a relative for just bringing her to this concert. And there was tears and there was just deep appreciation. But it was just a thoughtful gift and it would cost money. But someone took the time to think this is, and she just said, you knew, you know, he's like, you knew this would mean something to me. And, and I, because these other people that were there, I, I don't know if they even knew who was singing, but this meant something to her. And so there, there are just opportunities at this time for us to be thoughtful in our gift giving. And be, I would say be as generous as you can with your time and your resources. But think about it. Think more about how can I be as generous with my time, my resources? Generosity is worth it. Proverbs 11, verse 25 says, A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Pour it out. Thoughtful gift giving can bring long lasting refreshment to the people in our lives. Wouldn't you love this season to give a gift that was used more than one time? Wouldn't you love to experience the joy of seeing someone just being blessed for a period of time or a season or even years through something you're able to uh, to provide that fits either who they are or the need in their life. But that kind of gift giving and, and to bless people in that way, it takes it takes a lot of time to listen, to consider their lives, to, to consider their circumstances, and then to be generous to purchase or to provide that. You also have to think about what makes sense for where you are in life. Sometimes where you are is you can only do something that is handmade. And that's okay. But, but, but put the time and thought into it. Look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 17. Sometimes Christmas time gives you an opportunity to, to meet a need. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? There's just certain types of gifts that they can make a huge difference when you know people well enough to see the holes that are there and how you can meet the need. But it takes listening. It takes observing. Where are the real needs around me? Whether it's those in my church family, my my, fit, my biological family, my neighborhood, where are the real needs right now? Overall, what we're saying is a major shift to rethink Christmas is just a perspective shift. It's just thinking differently about the opportunity. And so this is a major hope for this series, to bring meaning and to bring the right focus back into the time of, of year as we celebrate the birth of, of Christ. However, really, regret can just plague us as we spend more and more and think less oftentimes. And the advertising drives that oftentimes. And so we have to think differently. Did you know that most people pay for Christmas months after Christmas is gone? Christmas sometimes lasts, to, it lasts until May. <laughs> it's called paying it off, right? <laughs> Research has shown that 44% of shoppers rack up more than $1,000 in holiday Christmas debt. And take, it takes, on average, five months to pay off Christmas. It's interesting, the tagline for this article, many people blew their holiday budgets this year. Usually we don't feel it in December or even in January, but it's, it starts coming. <laughs> yeah. 
in May, in February, March, April, maybe even May. And so we can overspend, and this leaves a bad taste in our mouth. And so as I wrap up, I want to encourage you to, to spend less flippantly, to spend less emotionally, carelessly, impulsively, and instead think more. And here's some specific next steps and how you can do that. Number one, take inventory. Take inventory. Maybe start with what is my budget for spending gifts on Christmas this year? And figure out how much can I carve out? It's, it may be too late because I know many, you're probably done. But, but think through this question of do I have a budget? If not, there, there might still be time to create one. If you're tight financially, you're not sure what you can do, then maybe how can I give more thoughtful gifts this year? Not, they don't have to be expensive gifts, but how can we the, they be gifts that really meet the need. And thinking more and more by asking some questions. What could I give that would really bless? What could I give that would show encouragement and appreciation? Uh, here's another step. is to ask God for help. You ever notice that in this time of year, we can just be exhausted, busy, pressured. Ask God for help with all of this. If you feel guilty about what you, know, what you can't do, you could just pray. God. This time of year, I would, it puts a lot of pressure on me. I, I feel bad for all I can't do. Help me to remember my value is not in the, in, in, in this, is not in the gift, the amount of the gift, but it, it's, it's found in you. Sometimes we, we can't help but, but gift give out of comparison because we feel like, wow, they have sacrificed so much. I, I need to do that. That's wrong thinking. Or if you feel pride or expectations start creeping in because of how much you're giving to others and you think, you know, I'm giving a lot. What am I getting? If, if expectations starts creeping up, I hope I get something like I've given, then maybe the prayer is, God, all that I have is really from you. Help me not to focus on all that I've done, but instead on what you've done through Jesus. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for addressing my great need and thank you for providing resources for me to be a blessing to people. Praise God for that. Here's another step. This is, this is, you can actually take action on this right now if you take your phone out. Create a reminder to rethink Christmas in 2020. So get your phone out. Just like John said, hey, take that connection card out. Get your phone out and, and pull up October 25th in your calendar. If you use your calendar for future planning, if you're a planner, Get your phone out, and on October 25th, write an alarm. Put a note. Rethink Christmas. October 25th is a Sunday, and that'll give you some time. And then add the note. Listen to Orange Crest Community Church message from 12-8-2019. That's today. Re-listen to this message. And if you do that on October 25th, you'll be ready to think differently about Christmas next year. And, and maybe you can jot down some of the takeaways, like think more about how to bless people, about what would really please God. Just jot down some notes for yourself. Someone last service said, you know what's going to happen next year, October 25th? Everyone's alarms are going to go off in the middle of service. So that, <laughs> that'll just be funny if that happens. So I look forward to seeing what God does. I hope this has been somewhat of a, a practical shift in our, in our morning, in our week, and in this season to rethink uh, this, this area, important area of our lives. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just, we pause right now, God, to 
I, I pray that some of this message would really stick in our hearts and our minds. I pray that you would be even giving us ideas now of, of ways uh, we can bless the people around us. Lord, thank you for the many relationships in our lives. Uh, thank you for our, um, our friends, our family, our church family. Thank you for the neighbors around us. Uh, thank you for those who we work with. Um, Father, thank you for placing us in their lives that we could know enough about people uh, to, to care. And that, Lord, thank you for uh, the way you help us through our low times and our, you meet our needs. Thank you for helping with our hurts and, and uh, times when we're, we're sick, when we're confused, and we're struggling, Lord. This is a season where we can be your hands and feet, Lord, to be so generous with people around us. And so, Father, I pray that we would take some time to think more about this opportunity to bless people. And that we would do that in a way that really pleases you, God. That as you see our, our actions, Lord, that behind all that would be hearts that are yielded to you and aimed in positions to be used by you to be a blessing to the people in our world. Help us be creative, Lord. I pray for those that are, uh, this is, you know, obviously such a stretching season. So, God, give us creativity and wisdom and clarity. And please release us from the guilt and the pressure and the expectations. Help us not to, to respond this season um, to those things and to, to just spend more for no reason at all, Lord. Please help us, God, to uh, make the most of this time, we pray. We also ask, God, that that would lead our hearts to worship you more fully, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray you've been encouraged by the message and equipped to move forward in obedience to God's word. Join us again next week for another Orange Crest Community Church podcast.